Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. He doesn't like bullies, and he'll call them out. This, this is The Roy Green Show. Remember, this evening, 7 to 8 at Mel Lastman Square in Toronto, there will be a vigil for the victims of uh, Monday's attack, last Monday's attack in Toronto. That's Mel Lastman Square, 7 to 8 this evening. So the alleged Toronto mass killer, Alec Manassian, is facing 10 counts of first-degree murder, 13 counts of attempted murder, and I was in touch with a, with a lawyer and a very disagreeable exchange of emails with the lawyer who was trying to convince me that a not criminally responsible plea was probably appropriate. What I do in circumstances like that is I call my friend Scott Newark, former Alberta Crown prosecutor, former executive director of the Canadian Police Association, adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University, and I ask Scott what he thinks. Somebody going to try that, Scott? Uh, don't be surprised. I mean, don't don't forget the uh, the role of a criminal defense lawyer is not to ensure that the truth is revealed or not to ensure that justice is delivered. Their job in our system is specifically to help their client avoid criminal responsibility for their actions. So you know, um, it, it wouldn't particularly surprise me if somebody uh, tried that uh, uh, scam. I mean, uh, defense. But I don't think in the evidence that we're, we are aware of uh, to date that it is uh, likely going to be successful at all. We've heard a lot about this incel situation, yeah. and I, I'm trying not to talk about it because I just said it's a bunch of creeps, and all you're doing is giving them legitimacy if you talk about it. But I guess it's part of the story, and, and, and what do you make of this? Where does this all fit into the picture? Well, I think a lot of, uh, frankly, most of us were pretty surprised. I mean, when the, the news originally broke about this, I certainly thought this was another Islamist attack. Uh, I think most people did, simply because the, the, the methodology of the attack was exactly what Islamists have used uh, around the world. And as, you know, information sort of uh, 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 trickled out, and it looked at first that it might be somebody with mental health issues, i got to tell you, that frankly worried me and and still so with this uh, with this incel thing because it means that other uh groups with some you know um less than noble purposes appear to be using these uh islamist uh, terrorist uh, tactics which is alarming to say the least uh, i uh where it really struck me uh, roy was immediately i think it was even on the uh, the monday night when minister uh, goodale Public Safety Minister Goodale came out and said, well, there's no national security concerns. I think that was the wrong choice of words, because this appears to be a group, albeit one that, you know, exists in the, uh, the dark uh, world of the uh, digital world and uh, social media, 
but that definitely has uh, what would, I think, fairly be described as an ideology uh, and a motivation. And uh, that was expressed in this guy's uh, uh, Facebook post when he referred to the rebellion being underway. And it is, it's more than people... I, I, I think it is actually fueled by that dark aspect of uh, social media and, and uh, digital online communications, because these are people who just vent and they appear to gain strength from themselves, and it's narcissistic beyond belief. But it appears to have this uh, ideology, this uh, misogynist, anti-woman um, ideology, that uh, this is now the second example, its original sort of a champion, uh, this guy, uh, Elliot Roger, and now uh, this guy, uh, Manassian, appears to have actually taken uh, the way that they wish to express their views and manifestation of their ideology is by killing people. That's if he's that's, guilty. That's alarming. Right? That's if he's found guilty. Pardon and me? That's if he's found guilty. Um, well, frankly, whether he's found guilty or not, uh, I mean, I, I would go to the bank on the fact that he will be found guilty, and it wouldn't even surprise me if he just came in and, like the guy at the Quebec uh, mosque uh, shooting, just pled guilty. Uh, I don't think there is absolutely no doubt, even I think on what we know today and what we would have as evidence, that in fact he did what he did. Well, I have to, have to be more circumspect because of the uh, broadcast law, but yes, you, you do, know that I don't. you know that as a prosecutor. Yes, but um, I mean, I, this case, given the evidence that they have and things as specific as those postings, they've got video, they've got the actual interaction, all on video at the time of the arrest. Uh, it looks like they may even have a statement from We don't know what, if any kind of statement he's made to the police. It appears he may have said something while in custody. He will have rented the, uh, the van. And by the way, for the not criminally responsible, there's two ways in which you can establish that. One is that literally you're suffering from a mental disorder and you just don't know what you're doing. In other words, he, was thought, you know, he thought he was plowing a field or something. That's not going to be the case. The second would be that somehow it's, he didn't appreciate that it's morally wrong. The fact of him making that post, the fact that he rented a vehicle, which is the way in which the Islamists have done things. And I'd like to know what he said was the purpose of his renting his vehicle, because if he lied, you know, did he rent the vehicle saying, yes, I'd like to rent a vehicle so I can kill people, please? Okay, I bet you he uh, obviously didn't say that, and in fact lied, and people lie for a reason. So I think there is a mountain of evidence to rebut any assertion of a not criminal response. Yeah, I'm, that was, I had a really, really disagreeable exchange with this lawyer about... Um, about NCR, and I, I usually like this guy, but uh, I, I think it'll be a long time before I get in touch with him uh, again. Look, you were the uh, you were a senior policy advisor to Stockwell Day when he was the public safety minister for Canada. Yes. So, from the perspective of the public safety ministry, you mentioned Ralph Goodale saying it wasn't a national. What was it? What were his words? The phrase he used was that there was no national security concern. Right. So, what would you what would you advise? What can be done to stop these low tech that's the term that used over and over, but nevertheless, deadly assaults. Um, the number one thing, uh, pr or guiding principle, I think, to go by is uh, do what you can and don't get trapped into the usual uh, government approach, which is I can't do anything if I can't do everything. Okay, We can do components and do little bits of things that may help reduce the likelihood or reduce the impact, but no single thing, in my opinion, is going to stop these kinds of attacks. And, and i got to tell you, uh, Roy, uh, it was uh, two days after 9-11 when I was having a meeting with then uh, Minister Runciman, and I actually said what concerns me is about these mass population venue attacks, where because of our open and free society, we have people who are potentially vulnerable. 
So to a certain extent, you can try to, you know, restrict vehicular access to that, but you can't do that on every street, but you can maybe do it in some specific, you know, um, locations. Um, secondly, I think you can do, we could look at what the Europeans are starting to do, by the way, is doing a link on vehicle rentals. When somebody goes in to rent a vehicle, that information is transferred to a database, and if there's a lookout for somebody, the uh, uh, law enforcement authorities are, are notified. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be paying attention to who this group is now, this incel group, uh, both in terms of, um, you know, uh, making... I'm sorry, buddy, I've only, got ten, I've only got 10 seconds left. Okay, um, and also, however, uh, trying to reach out to these guys uh, to uh, direct them off the path of uh, what they're doing, because they obviously have some issues themselves. Mr. Newark, thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Scott. Right, Scott Newark, former Crown Attorney, former Executive Director of the Canadian Police Association. I spoke yesterday with the chair of the American Medical Association's Opioid Task Force, Dr. Patrice Harris. They were in Vancouver to address the uh, pain doctors of the United States, the American Academy of Pain Medicine. I'm going to play that interview back for you when we come back.